Rorik Honda is all about family. In fact, Rorik wants you to test drive the ultimate family vehicle, the Odyssey, with a Black Friday contest. Let the Jagoffs and Rorik drive you to your shopping destination while you prepare for the holiday season. After all, isn't that what family is all about? Rorik treats you like family, wants you to drive their ultimate family car, and shop for the whole family on Black Friday. Check out yourjagoff.com for details, and as always, visit Rorik.com for all of your vehicle needs. Now let's start the Yajagoff podcast from... A very Mary Brady podcast, that is, from the Heinz History Center. According to the Oxford Dictionary, the word jagoff is defined as a noun, which means a stupid, irritating, or... Here's how Pittsburghers define a word jagoff, when someone cuts you off on a parkway. Jagoff! Or someone scares the out of you. Yeah, jagoff! Or it's a term of endearment. How you been, jagoff? This is Gamwell Bill. This is Mark Madden. Hi, this is Rocky Blyer. And this is the Jagoff Podcast. So this is the Jagoff Podcast, and we are in the lobby of the Heinz History Center mm-hmm. at the... Request of Brady and Kimberly, the uh, the yeah, the they were begging, and we were like, "All right, guys, yeah, we we're come. like, we can't do it." And he called, and then he called your mom. He called my yeah. mom, and He's we like, were like, Please. "Anything for Brady, yes, right? right, No, we have to. We we're poking fun at a very Brady Christmas because anybody who grew up in the I don't know what 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, even early 2000s knows that the Brady Bunch redid all these holiday sitcoms. And Brady here at the Heinz History Center has been nothing but helpful to us. And here we are doing another podcast at the phenomenal Heinz History Center. And when better than holiday season when they are echoing back to days of old with fun toys and an exhibit to show all the nostalgia that people are yearning for. Yeah, the holidays over uh, Pittsburgh over the holidays. So, um, and if you're listening to the Jagoff for the very first time, first of all, uh, make sure you follow us and, sub- and subscribe on Radio.com app. And don't forget, every Monday, if you subscribe to the app, you get the podcast first. And then on Tuesdays, it comes out on Jagoff.com, right? Yep. And what was on our blogs this week? So this week was a pretty easy blogging week. We did all kind of positive things. We didn't really catch any jagoffs. First, no. we, we announced funny. our uh, Black Friday contest. Yeah, which we're super excited about. And we're getting entries, right? So let's do our little woohoo dance because right? we have people creatively telling us why we should be taking them around in an odyssey. Thanks to our sponsors, Rorik. So it's why should I, t- have, why should I take the Rorik ride? Start over. So it's thanks to Rorick and Wahlburgers, we are having one of our guests with some friends go transportation free for Black Friday shopping. And you never know who, what kind of Pittsburgh personalities we might meet on I our know. Black Friday. Fingers night crossed, show. right? Yeah. So and uh, so that was on the blog. Also, we kicked off uh, one of your passions. Uh, we are going to take small charitable organizations and highlight them. As you know, we do the jagging around with videos now, and usually every Thursday or Friday, whenever we feel like, you know, get off our butts and put one up. But in, in the meantime, so we are going to dedicate those weekly videos to small charitable organizations. And the first one we did was your friend John. Well, he's actually our family. John is my husband's cousin, and he is a recovering addict, which, you know, is something that everyone has someone who knows someone who battles that. And um, he gives back to three-quarter houses for Thanksgiving all throughout the, the holiday season, and it's been his goal to get more and more people to donate either food or monetary 
to provide dinners. And as far as that, we have to talk about when we're going to do our next few podcasts. The next, uh, we're going to be at Santa Spectacular at Point State Park. Some people know 22nd. it as Light Up Night, but we're right. on the other side right. with our friends at EntercomInRadio.com, and we will be doing the Santa Spectacular. And what's different about this year? So we are doing Light Up the Sky for Santa Claus because we're getting lit with Santa, basically, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So if you are down at Point State Park right around 740 in the evening, yep. we are going to want you to take your flashlight app, turn it on, and aim it to the sky because so there will be a helicopter up there. But we're supposed to pretend that that's Santa in a sleigh, and we want there to be a view of Point State Park. As if Santa was looking down on everybody. Pretty cool. And then on the 29th, it's Black Friday, and it's your Rorick ride kind of Black Friday. So check out yourjagoff.com for details and take a ride with the Jagoff. So this podcast, as we said, it's a very merry Pittsburgh, and we are at the Heinz History Center. So they just did the media tour for us, and we looked around the exhibit, which is fabulous. Of course, you should bring them. And it talks about all the different holiday traditions, Kwanzaa, Diwali, and uh, in in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, all of it so it's really cool and as if you maybe don't know there used to be three uh department stores in downtown pittsburgh gimbals kaufman's and horns Mm -hmm. and there are relics from all of them including santa's chair that used to be in kaufman's how cool is that plus we have to mention that they really want people to send in their fun photos of christmas's old Um, and holidays old, so yeah. do it. So we saw our friend Melissa on the tour, and Lauren is going to come on and talk about how toys got started. And, of course, we have Santa, and Brad Klein has probably the ultimate Christmas gift if you're a chess fan. Well, the ultimate Christmas customized gifts, too, black and gold. And the one and only Andy Masick. And don't forget, our music this week is the Nauer Brothers. We have been trying to get them on for literally almost a One, right. two, three, four, five, I love six, it. seven, eight, nine, I ten. I feel like that voice would work on any microphone, <laughs> <laughs> even know. if it's off. Right. <laughs> Andy, so thank you for having us at the Heinz History Center. And a very merry Pittsburgh is back. And uh, what we just took the tour. And I love, like, I, I could stay here for an hour listening to, or hours listening to everybody talk about the intricate stories. Yeah. And we're going to have Lauren on later to talk about how just how toys and gifts started yeah. or whatever. But in general, talk about A Very Merry Pittsburgh. The idea for A Very Merry Pittsburgh came about as downtown stores, department stores were closing and those wonderful holiday windows went dark and Kaufman's and Macy's turned over to the History Center some of the window displays that people love for years. I love that. And so we decided... First, we would we want to recreate some of that spirit of the holidays and bring to new generations what the the older generations experienced. So that's what that was the original idea for a very merry Pittsburgh. 
But over time, we we found that uh, people say, well, I want I want my story, uh, the story of my group, my neighborhood, to be reflected in the exhibit. So we kept expanding it, and today you can learn about all of the holiday traditions of all the ethnic groups that are that. here in Pittsburgh, and. Their traditions are reflected in the holidays. Their toys, their uh, customs, traditions, religious uh, uh, rituals are all reflected in a very merry Pittsburgh. Which is different from the two years ago when you had it, correct? It, really, it was more toy-based. It was more toy-based. And we haven't gotten rid of the toys of or the storefront windows. Sure. Uh, but now there are some stories about, well... Uh, uh, who was left out of Christmas uh, in the early days? The, the, in the 1940s, K. Leroy Irvis and the uh, Urban League had to fight uh, to get Kaufmans and Gimbals and others to let African-American people shop right. in those department stores. Can you imagine? And right. then there was a Supreme Court case about the creche uh, at uh, the at U.S. Steel, or not at U.S. Steel, but the one that we see at U.S. Sure. Steel that was at the county courthouse. Right. And there was a Supreme Court case, uh, a separation of church and state case, that started here in Pittsburgh that went uh, national and was decided. Uh, so the, the municipalities and the uh, county courthouses around the country have to abide by uh, these rules that have found precedent here in Pittsburgh. So we're telling some of those stories as well. But I don't want to leave out the fun right. because you can <laughs> still watch uh, films of holidays past, kids opening presents. You can play with toys, right. whether it's Rock'em Sock'em Robots or Slinky or toys of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. So it's an experience, not just an exhibit. What are When the kids are coming through, and ironically, I'm bringing my own son today, when they're coming through and seeing the museum and checking out that exhibit in particular, what is the question? they're asking you about toys of before because let's face it they know the digital era right you know one of the uh, big exhibit cases that we have in the museum is the wolverine toy case now okay. wolverine toys was uh, kind of die cast and uh, lithographed tin so stamped metal toys but they could be cars they could be planes they could be trains and they were made on the north side uh, here in uh, Pittsburgh, sold worldwide. And we've got the world's largest collection of Wolverine uh, toys. Uh, but they were heavy and they were clunky and you had to wind right. them up. Uh, and then over time, uh, batteries came into being and the, the whole era of, uh, of battery-operated uh, toys. But then there was kind of a return to simpler, heavy-duty, indestructible toys. Right. So Rock'em Sock'em Robots right. is still a and popular Did they have their yeah, bases in Pittsburgh? Did we talk uh, you, about You know, that? in uh, w West Virginia. Okay. Uh, at very close by here. Close enough, right? Yeah. Uh, we'll take it. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> and, uh, and those kinds of uh, really tough uh, you know, battle-hardened and tested yes. uh, toys that stood the generations. Slinky is another Pennsylvania yes. Yes. product that has uh, stood for more than 50 years. And, you know, it's a coil spring right. that uh, <laughs> uh, was made from the shavings of a lathe during World War II, during World War II uh, aluminum production. And then uh, an engineer said, you know what? 
the kids could play with that. Right. Uh, and uh, so that's how toys sometimes very serendipitously are invented. Yeah. And then other uh, toys uh, are are specifically designed for kids. Sure. Sure. So, and I guess the kids are the focus because let's face it, Christmas holiday, that's a kid focus. Yeah. But on a non-history basis, how does Andy Masick know Christmas is coming when it's Pittsburgh? Like, <laughs> I feel it, right? It's it's November and it's getting cold. Yeah, yeah. But beyond that, how do you know that Christmas is coming to Pittsburgh? Well, you know, you, you smell it in the air. You do. There's something about it. And I'm not sure if it's a combination of wood smoke from uh, chimneys and that cold when things start to freeze up. Uh, but then you see those lights starting to pop up. Yes. And it was it started in the 19th. 1920s. Think about this. Oh. Before the 1920s, there was uh, gaslight. There were candles. And at night, the city was dark. Mm -hmm. But with the invention of the light bulb and Westinghouse's electric uh, dynamos and generators, by the 1920s, cities were illuminated at night. And quickly, the department stores latched on to that. Mm -hmm. And they illuminated their windows. And then they started dressing those windows. And then the colored lights started popping up. And people started putting those colored lights on their Christmas trees and then their houses. So I think there's something about the light of the season, mm -hmm. uh, those spectacular lights, whether they're colored or whether they're white lights decorating Because that's a big debate. Whether Colored or white? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> always a big debate. And, and now neighborhoods uh, compete with uh, yeah, one another. Yeah, right. no question. And yeah. you get people driving through your neighborhoods because uh, <laughs> you're, you're on display all of a sudden. But that starts in the 1950s, really, after World War II, that people really went uh, all out to decorate their houses. So the Christmas traditions for me... Uh, when I start seeing the lights, when mm. I can smell it uh, in the air, uh, and then downtown is still a Ugh. special sp no question. place yes. with light-up night uh, there, and the holly trolley that will be running mm -hmm. uh, shuttles through downtown. Uh, yeah, we go to the malls, uh, too. There's, there's lots sure. going on there. And one of the things that we wanted to do for families here at the History Center is to have Santa Claus here. Well, I was going to say, I mean, your answer could have been, I'm staring at Santa Claus. <laughs> because he, he, he sort of walked away at this point. But, He's you know, I love Santa it. Claus. I know. I know. I mean, he, he was at Kaufman's and Macy's. Oh, really? So I when, didn't realize that. When they donated their uh, window dressings to us. He came us, along. Uh, he really came along with They didn't it. give us yeah, Santa right, Claus. Yeah, right, unfortunately. But, but he said... Hey, could I uh, could I visit with kids here? He he was in Santa Land, yeah. and now he's here at the History Center on weekends from eleven to two. So so he was so place. Santa was a free agent, and you guys picked him up off we, of waivers. We picked him off. That what happened? Yeah, yep, that's right. And it, yeah. boy, we were lucky uh, a smart because guy. <laughs> yeah, he works for Candy Cane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, couple Hershey kisses, yeah. uh, and he will be on the podcast shortly. As a matter of fact, there is only one person that Santa will wait to get on the podcast for, and it would be you. It's Andy, you. It's you. And I have to say, is it not funny that only Andy could? Take a question and bring it back to the history center. Right? I know. Did I you know. notice that? Yeah. Like I said, how do you know it's Christmas? Yeah. I love it. And well, Andy, go ahead. Wait, I have to tell you, since sure. we're talking about Santa Claus, we have the original Santa chair from yes. Santa Land. Oh, and right. if you see it in the exhibit, take a close look at it. Because, I mean, look at the arms of the chair. 
the gold gilded paint is all worn off. It's like a million kid butts went over the arms of those <laughs> chairs as they sat on Santa's lap and, and told him their innermost desires, yeah. uh, the things funny. that they dreamed of, yes. uh, whether it was sugar plums or rock'em sock'em robots. Right. Uh, Santa Claus knew about it, even if their parents didn't. So just think of the memories yeah. that are attached to that one artifact. Yeah. I love it. And uh, we have a question of the day, but I have two questions prior to that because I'm just going to take over the podcast if you don't mind, Rachel. Yeah, no. do it. <laughs> no. the, is, there a, is there any significance to why trains are associated with Christmas at this point? Do we know that? That's a good question. That is a good question. I think when uh, trains started uh, coming, Lionel trains, you know, those yeah. uh, large-size electric trains, uh, trains and as electricity became more common, I think it just became an obvious opportunity to put train tracks around a Christmas tree and to have a train mm-hmm. going around it. I mean, there are stories like the Polar Express right. and sure. things like that, but um, boys in particular have loved trains. Boys mm-hmm. love big, mm-hmm. powerful sure. uh, things. And to have a miniature train that could go around the Christmas tree. Everybody started doing it yeah. in, in the 1930s and My 40s grandfather and knocked 50s. out three rooms in his house, yeah, you took out the like living room, took out the dining room, and set up six Lionel trains wow. every Christmas. It, That's it, magical. It really is magical. But I think you're right that trains have uh, long been associated with Christmas gifts. Uh, you know, when you think back to your own Christmas past, uh, your your childhood, uh, you know, you probably didn't sleep that night, right. uh, Christmas Eve. And then probably somewhere around 2 or 3 in the morning, you finally fell asleep while your parents were busy uh, helping Santa Claus. And then you uh, finally, you realized it was morning. Yeah. And, and, of course, you rushed downstairs or, or ran into your parents' room because you right. weren't allowed. You weren't allowed. Yes. Same. yes. Come on. We're ready. I, th- I think Santa might have come. And so you went downstairs, still in your pajamas, and there around the Christmas tree were all of these wonderful wrapped gifts. There might have been a train around there. Uh, there might have been that baseball bat or that uh, bicycle or that Patty Play Pal <laughs> Oh, my. Andy, or, you're dating uh, yourself. Or I maybe love it. Those rock'em sock'em robots yeah. were waiting for you, and you didn't even know where to begin. Where to begin. Yeah. But yeah. you laid into that wrapping paper and tore it apart, those carefully uh, tied bows that uh, your mother helped Santa Claus yes. with. Uh, well, uh, you know, you just brushed those aside and went <laughs> for uh, the real deal. And, I love it. And then by noon, you know, the place was a wreck. There was paper everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, There were open boxes. Uh, Your parents looked unusually tired that day. (laughs) The kids could never understand (laughs) that. Why Why is Dad sleeping all day? Aren't you you excited? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But I think so many kids experienced that that Christmas. And here in Pittsburgh, there's uh, a Kwanzaa tradition, a Hanukkah tradition uh, in the exhibit. You're going to learn more about hunting season. Right. Uh, that's part yeah. of our that's holiday right. season. Is, yeah. You have to incorporate uh, tradition. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, Hindu and Indian uh, holiday seasons are also reflected here. And so I think it's going to broaden people's perspectives mm-hmm. from their personal experiences uh, to 
wow, I didn't know yeah. other people saw the holidays yeah. in this way. Right. Right. And we want, that's the one thing we do before we get to the question of the day is we want to encourage people to uh, submit their memories, submit their pictures. Okay. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that because everybody remembers the storefronts uh, on the department stores downtown. Everybody had to have had a camera. Everybody must have taken pictures of their kids or of the displays. But we don't have very many of them among the million photographs we have in our collection. We have very few of the holidays downtown or even your family uh, mm-hmm. like photo sakes, yeah. holiday traditions. So we would oh, love okay. it if you would share those yeah. with us. I love that. And, and that goes for uh, film, too. If your uh, parents had an 8-millimeter camera <laughs> or maybe we even did. a 16-millimeter or video camera when they uh, first came out. Remember how big they were. Yeah, they yeah. were big, clunky Kind of like the media, yeah. So it, we would love it if you'd share those with us. Okay. We'd like to incorporate them into future exhibits and put them in our archives. Okay, so, you know, Andy, you've been on. You're the veteran. You're that Saturday Night Live guest, Steve Martin, we'll call you. Um, We have a question of the day that ties in the whole theme, and what better theme than holiday season? So finish this sentence. I'm dreaming of... Oh, my goodness. Uh, of and course, you could sing White Christmas because we were prompting you. I'm dreaming <laughs> of a white Christmas. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Well, I mean, th- that that's just a knee-jerk response. Everybody yeah. wants a, a white uh, Christmas. But, you know, I'm dreaming of, of Pittsburgh Pass and getting back to that spirit of the mm-hmm. holidays that make it so special. You know, there's something about the holiday season that just makes us a little kinder and gentler. Exactly. Yesterday was World Kindness Day. And, uh, you know, we have to remind ourselves to be kind. Yep. But during the holiday season, there's something in the air. There's something that seeps into our souls that reminds us to be kinder and gentler to the people around us. Yep. We're less likely to honk at people on uh, yeah, on the highway. Tell John that. Uh, He's we're, the worst. We're, we're, we're <laughs> less likely to, you know, snarl at people for That's making true. a mistake. And if we could just extend that holiday spirit mm-hmm. just a little bit longer, right. that's, that's the thing that that I love about the holidays. That's a great point. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. Perfectly said. Andy, thank you so much as always. We always appreciate having you on. You bet. I'm glad You'll to be, be back. with you. <laughs> Santa is coming up Same next. Part. But I say it's only the holes in our Santa. <laughs> Hello there, John, and all the boys and girls and all the listeners out there. Well, thank you so much for taking time to stop here at the Heinz History Center. We realize we brought you down from the North Pole a little bit early, but there was a, a big deal happening at the Heinz History Center today. Oh, John, I'll tell you. Pittsburgh loves Christmas. Pittsburgh is a big Christmas town, and Heinz History Center has this wonderful exhibit now called A Very Merry Pittsburgh, and they have all kind of old artifacts from Kaufman's, Gimbel's, Horns, all kind of really cool things to see celebrating the holidays, and not just Christmas, but the holidays leading up to Christmas, too. Yeah. Now, Santa, let can we get into a little bit of Christmas scandal? Like, we understand that 
Rudolph's light now is digital. Is that right or no? Is it still is it no, still natural? It, it, it's still organic. Okay, yeah. okay, it's okay st- good. It's still an organic light. Maybe may a little nervous there. But it, you know, it can compete with the digital lights. I mean, it's the equivalent of a thousand watt light bulb. Okay, I got you. So back to Pittsburgh, and I'm sure you, you, my name be may be familiar. That's why Rachel decided not to show up here because she knows she was on the bad girl list at one. Well, point. Well, you, you know, know, Rachel's trying pretty hard, but she has to realize there's only a few weeks left until Christmas now. It's going really fast. Oh, and she's got not too much time to turn it around. Uh, and I'd have to think that the um, you know, the elves up there are working steady. Do they start sort of in June and July? Or, or does, oh, they start in January. Do they start December 26th? Do they ever get a day off? Well, you know, they love making toys. And if you're doing what you love, you, you never take a day off. You know, you, you enjoy it so much. But here's the problem, uh, John, is kids don't start sending their list in until like about now. Oh, you know? so right. Now there's a crunch going on. It's like maybe if some of these kids listening out there would uh, send your list in in June or July and August, they, w- they always wouldn't have to work so hard. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? The they always love the work and they love doing that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, that's uh, they try to make some basic toys that every kid will like. But then they always come out with this specialty toy at the last minute that every kid decides they want. And like, oh man, that's when they always have to go into triple shifts. Right? Yeah, go to a little bit of edu- education. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So Santa, the you know sometimes we can watch the news and we get a little down that there's all kind of bad news out there. But Santa, you see the world from a completely different perspective. You see the good in it, oh, and yeah. it, this is a good place to be. I see the world through the eyes of a child. Mm. And just seeing that one, you know, a child doesn't watch the news. They don't know what's going on in the world. They don't understand that kind of stuff. All they understand is their toys and happiness and their friends and, and having a good time. And the burdens of the world aren't upon them yet. And, and that's a wonderful way to be. It sure is. And how's Mrs. Claus doing? Holding up well? Oh, yeah. She's up there baking some cookies for me because, you know, uh, I, I really get hungry around this time of year. I eat things besides cookies now. Um, okay. She's going to make a nice Thanksgiving dinner for us too okay it'd be wonderful oh nice are you into more fruits and vegetables these days or yeah no well i'm trying to watch my blood sugar you know john but uh (laughs) yeah i have to mix the good with the bad you know for for every cookie i eat i have to eat a salad (laughs) somewhere down the line and right now i'm about 1500 salads behind i got you well we have roriconda is a sponsor and they're trying to figure out how they can help you beef up your sleigh what what model what uh version of sleigh are we in at this point you know what is it jet engines at this point or no still reindeer pretty much it's still reindeer driven yeah you know it's still after all these years, well, somehow we figured out years ago, they also are fantastic scientists, and they figured out how to uh, bend the uh, issues of time and space. And that's how the reindeer can fly. That's how we can get to so many houses in one night. You know, and we're not ready to share that science with the world yet. So no, you're we're going to well, keep it for ourselves. You're light years but, beyond. Yeah, yeah for we're sure. light years beyond. All right. Are you into uh, real trees or artificial trees, Santa? You know, I like them both. Um, for myself, I put up an artificial tree because I like to decorate early, and I like to decorate early and leave it up later. Mm. So a real tree you couldn't do that with, but I usually start decorating the day after Halloween. Okay. And I might take it down around Valentine's Day. Oh, Oh, Santa, it is so nice of you to spend some time to come down here to Pittsburgh for this Heinz History Center opening of Very Merry Pittsburgh. And what was your favorite thing as you saw in there as you reflect back to your past, Gimbal? Kaufman's. Oh, you know, I love them all. They were all wonderful stores. But in the History Center, they have the original Kaufman's Macy's Santa chair that I sat in for years. 
and you know the paint's worn off the uh, the armrests there from so many kids sitting on it, and for me grasping the armrests when the kids got too excited. But uh, they have an exact duplicate of that chair. And I'll be posing for selfies in that chair and pictures because there's no charge here to have a picture with Santa. You paid your admission to come to the History Center. If you have a camera or a cell phone, you're, you're more than welcome to take pictures of Santa Claus. Santa, look at you getting into the digital world. Self, uh, Santa selfie. Hashtag Santa selfie. Hashtag Santa selfie. Well, you know what, John? I mean, the Owls invented cell phones years ago. We used oh, them for really? communication. Okay. And somehow, maybe about 30 years ago, something got leaked and somebody got a wind of it and then they started manufacturing it and... You know, so we try to keep our science secret. No doubt about it. Well, you do a great job. And Santa, I don't know that anybody ever says thank you to Santa. Oh. So thank you, Santa, for, and please pass the good word that people in Pittsburgh love the elves' craftsmanship and they, we love our cell phones. Oh, well, I'm glad you do. I'm glad you enjoyed, Sean. And well, it's so nice to talk with nice people like you and, and to be on your podcast here. What's the name of your podcast? It's called, again? I don't it's the Jagoff Podcast All About Pittsburgh. Wait a minute. Now, can, can Santa say Jagoff? It's uh, it. You tell me. Uh, yeah, uh, that doesn't seem like very appropriate the here. Way, uh, the way we look at it, Santa, is that it certainly can be hollered at. It's somewhere where you're, someone's in the way of your crossing the Fort Pitt Bridge, oh. but... If I see you and you're in the airport and you have a Jack Lambert shirt on, yeah. I might come up and say, hey, how are you, you Jagoff? You know, I haven't Whoa. seen you in a long time, you Jagoff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, John, things have changed a lot around Pittsburgh <laughs> since many years ago. But I'm glad to see it's more positive than negative. That's right. Santa, we have a question of the day right. that since Rachel's not here, I'm responsible for. Answer this question, please. I am dreaming of a white Christmas just like the ones I used to know. Santa, thank you so much. You're welcome, John. Merry Thanks Christmas. for having me on your show. Hello to all you listeners out there and all the boys and girls. Make sure you go to bed early on Christmas Eve because I bring the presents when you're asleep. And when you wake up the next morning, you're going to see all kind of nice things under your tree. You're going to have a wonderful Christmas. All right. So, still here at the Heinz History Center, and Lauren is here. And mm-hmm. Lauren, you, we, when, we took the, when we took the media tour, you started coming up with all these great stories. Of, and, <laughs> uh, you, I, you start with the books, first of all, as far as how they led to Christmas cards and gifts. Is that right? Did I get that right? I, or you're going to say, John, you didn't pay attention good <laughs> enough. No, no, that was great. You did a great job. Um, well, I got to work on this section that was sort of the history of gift giving, and it was new to me. I didn't really know what it was, so it was a fun, uh, fun area to research. And what I found was, well, I, was, I had a sort of two-pronged approach. I was looking for things in our collection that were given as Christmas gifts, but I was also through, looking through newspapers to see if there were sort of trends in gift giving over the years. And what I found was that while certainly there's a history of holiday giving that goes back to the Magi giving Christmas or right. gift, gifts to Christ. Um, in, in colonial times, there really wasn't a lot of gift giving. In the, in the early 1800s, um, 
if you did gift something, it was as likely to be for New Year's as it was for Christmas. They gave gifts for both Christmas and New Year's. And if you did give a gift, it tended to be uh, small and intimate and handmade. It might be you, you made somebody uh, a knit hat or a, gloves or painted a small piece of china. It was handmade, it was small, and it was intimate. But then what happened in the 19, uh, I'm sorry, the 1830s was there began to be advertisements for what were called annuals or souvenirs. And there were these small sort of palm-sized books, gift books, that were compilations of um, fiction, essays, poetry, and a number of engravings that were put all together uh, and put into a little hand-sized book. And, of course, remember at this time there aren't a lot of public libraries. Getting a book is a big deal for somebody. So this was the first that I could find anyway, advertised, purchased kind of Christmas gift was this gift book. How about that? That's that's and now is that is that focused on Pittsburgh? That well, research I, or no? I think it's it's probably universal. I think they actually probably start in Britain, okay. maybe in the eighteen twenties. But the first one that I found was in an advertisement for anyway it was in eighteen thirty three in a Pittsburgh paper, and it was called a religious souvenir. So it had a religious oh, okay. bent to it, mm-hmm. and we actually have a copy of one of those books in our library. Wow. So that's in the exhibit. Wow. So let's go backwards a little bit up the river, the stream a little bit. When you get this assignment, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, I can, oh. you know, like it just yeah. seems like I don't know who's sitting at their desk and says, "Hey, I need you to research gift giving in, in the holidays." And and I mean, it, you have to be excited, like, "Wow, this is really." I, because listening to you, I'm fascinated by it. As you, as you did your tour, I was fascinated by well, it. Well, thank you. Um, often that's the way it happens. Here, you do the you you neighborhood curator. You you get okay. this assignment. In this case. Um, and asked, you know, here's here's the sort of broad range. We want to do a much broader holiday exhibit than we did the last time. Okay. Do people have ideas about what they'd like to research? And I had done a little bit of that from a time before, but didn't really get to pursue it. So I said, I'd love to do, I'd love to work on that. I'd love to, because I don't really know what it is. I'd love to figure out what the history of gift giving was. Mm-hmm. So I sort of self-assigned that one. So the, <laughs> is, and is gift giving then more because of the the Christianity? Is it more of a Christian type thing? Well, it, it is, but I think it's also universal you know i okay. think, just think it, it's holiday whether it's that or new year's it's winter i mean it's just <laughs> sure <laughs> you go back to the roman times there are you know festivals for you know so gifting i don't think it's christian per se although that's because become yeah. mm-hmm. what it is here and now I yeah i see uh talk about what your what what is the coolest thing you've ever worked on here at the Heinz History Center? When they give you an assignment, you think, like the most interesting. Or how about this one? Even the one where you didn't think you really were going to... This is kind of boring. And then you thought, wow, this is fascinating. Well, you know, can I tell you what I'm working on now? I oh, find yeah, really absolutely. fascinating. Are we allowed to do that? That's This is like breaking news. It's, it's not a secret. I'd like <laughs> it to get out there, so I'm delighted okay, to good, talk about it. Good. It actually started probably... Uh, I don't know, maybe five years ago, what happened, we have a weekly meeting called Leads. It's actually Thursday mornings where we discuss things that people offer to us um, and do, do they match our collection or not. And my recollection of the story, my recollection of the history was we were meeting at Leeds about five years ago. And if you've been to the History Center, you know, we're big on, uh, you know, we document steel and Alcoa and glass and a lot of Heinz. Um, big manufacturing, but for those of us especially who lived in the East End, we found we were coming to work and we were dodging all the hat ads trucks oh, that okay. were around. 
And we kind of started, the, and there was literally one, a, a movie filming in the strip district at that time, and we kind of looked at each other and said, there's a new industry in town, and we should be documenting it. But how do we do that? How do you break into the movies? We really didn't know. So it's been a long, slow process, but a really fascinating one. We've been, been slowly trying to talk to people in IATSE, the, yeah. the, the craft mm-hmm. union. Uh, we've tried to break into as many um, um, productions as we could to try to get artifacts and, okay. and, and um, mm-hmm. costumes and things like that. So it's been a real, it's been a real long, slow, uh, maybe I should say steep learning curve because there's sort of no, no tutors to tell you how to do this sure. but it's really been fascinating it's an interesting community it's very different than anything we've done before and it's it's one thing to to try to document something that's a hundred years old because it's sort of finite and you know what you're going after but the film industry is so contemporary and ephemeral it's been a whole different ball game trying to figure out how to document it mm-hmm. so that's really it's an ongoing project we're trying to document um, both the history of, you know, who are the uh, significant people in the industry who went to Hollywood to make films, but also Pittsburgh and Western Pennsylvania is such a venue for films now. How do we document that process, not only for ourselves, but, you know, for 50 or 100 years down the road? For sure, yeah. Making the curator's uh, jobs easier. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So so that's been really fascinating and, and a whole different kind of ball game for us. Yeah. Wow. So let's get back to the uh, back very to Mary Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. Because is there your favorite person or something that you actually interviewed or favorite find as far as the display that's up now? Well, I was really working. I, I didn't work on the uh, the front part of it. I was really working on more of the gift giving. So I was working with the artifacts and, um, you know, the archivist to find, kind of find the historic things. But my colleagues were really more out in the community. If you remember the first section, what we were trying to do is very much broaden it, not to um, negate Christmas in any sure. way, but to say this is not the only thing that people celebrate. So we, um, my other colleagues went out and, and interviewed the deer hunters, you yeah. know, that, that went <laughs> yeah. out and had their Doc's Hideaway cabin and um, the people who, you know, another colleague went to interview people who celebrate Diwali and mm. uh, have a colleague who celebrates Kwanzaa. Mm-hmm. So um, I wasn't the one that was out in the community so much, but my colleagues okay. were out and trying to ferret out all of these other stories. Okay, cool. I can't thank you enough for what you do here at the Heinz History oh, Center. Thank you. Yeah, I think you people have the most interesting job. I, <laughs> when do. you go to parties, I, I always think of <laughs> you guys must like be the most sought after person. You know, like just like like. I don't like the computer person. You know, the people want to get their computer fixed. But I, once somebody know, if I found you at a party and I knew what you did, you would be done. We'd be stuck in a corner. As I, would, you'd be like, please ask this guy to stop asking oh, me questions. That's that's really nice of you because I think history, unfortunately, often has a kind of a dull and tedious yeah sense about it. But really, it's it's all about people. I mean, I think that's for my colleagues and I. What we're interested in are the people stories. We're interested in. Not only the you know the rich and famous the H J Hineses, but you know what did your what did your great grandfather do? Did he work in the mill? What right. was his life like? So, for us, I think for every historian I've ever talked to, it's the detective work okay. that you like. Oh, that's I what see. you're interested Very in. Very nice. nice. What's the story? That, yeah. It's like the history of um, gift giving. It's like okay, well I don't know anything about it.
about it. How do I, how do I figure out what that is? What sources do I look at? So it really is a, every, and that's the fun of working here for those of us with a short attention span. Uh, you know, every six months it's something new. Okay, go research whatever it is. Yeah. Baseball. Baseball is your topic or World War II is your topic. And I don't may or may not know anything about it, yeah. but you got to do a real quick deep dive and there's always something new to learn. That's so fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming in the Brad Klein is on right now with us. The Brad, let's see, was it somewhere in February 2014 we started contacting you to be on I was the like, podcast? Wait, it wasn't right? that long. Ago. <laughs> we've been uh, we've been going back and forth yeah. a little bit. Well, yeah. he's You're learning like, the art of podcasting, right? <laughs> yeah, and and right. things change quickly. So. I love the fact that we probably told you in an email somewhere we have Michelle in charge of this to try to start making this better because we were trying to get it out of our hands because we were not getting back to people, and we still still <laughs> ended yeah. up uh, having. It. So first of all, thank you for being. Uh, no, on no, the it's podcast. my Thanks pleasure. For your Appreciate it. And Brad, you are the developer, creator of the probably the best chess set in at least I've in Pittsburgh seen. I've ever know. seen. It is all the city of Pittsburgh uh, land, um, buildings, downtown buildings. It is unbelievable. So, you know, and it strikes me like the question I have is, how did nobody ever think of this before? <laughs> but let alone, it is so awesome. Like this isn't just a play toy chess set. It is, and I I, uh, I I certainly play chess, but I view it more as a display piece for okay. people who love Pittsburgh. Okay. Uh, in fact, I have one of the prototypes sitting on my coffee table at home, and I'll just sit and stare at it because I I love it. I'm I'm very proud. I'm very proud of What's it. What's the uh, prototype though? Is it the cityscape as well? It, it is. It's okay. just um, it's just earlier iterations of the of the pieces made out of popsicle sticks. No, maybe. Popsicles. No, no. Yes. It's, it's um, it's a, it's made out of polystone. So okay. They, they were just. You know, early revisions of it to make sure that, you know, that we had the design right and that, it, you know, it was going to look okay and that type of thing. So I have to assume that you are an avid chess player in order to even dabble. Am I right? So, you know, I was, I thought I was a good chess player whenever I was in high school. Okay. I came to college in Pittsburgh and found out I was not very good. Was that your way of letting us know you're not from Pittsburgh? Uh, uh, well, just briefly. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Pittsburgher through and through. Now. All right, all right. Uh, but you know, as but after college, and I started to you know explore the city, and I you know you look at the beautiful skyline, and I see the the you know the the, the, the PPG building, and I'm thinking, wow, oh, that would make a great rook in a chess set, and it just kind of kind of sparked from there. Okay. And then you think about the you know, the cathedral learning at at the University of Pittsburgh, and that's a bishop, right? I mean, cathedral bishop, and so. It all just kind of happened That's from funny. there. It was 25 years ago. It took me a while to make it happen. Wow. Okay. But, uh, but you know, I, 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 I'm not an artist, and okay. so I don't have any kind of creative. You don't consider yourself an no, artist? No, no, okay. not at all. So, you know, I would look for people who could help me out, and, you know, I talked to an artist here or there over, over the years, and then, you know, a couple of years ago I finally found a company that could actually help me design it, help me build it, manufacture it, and we made it happen. So let's go, because this is a podcast where there will be some pictures. If Obviously, you're listening to the sure. podcast, Gosh. look at the pictures online on com. But let's go through what each of the pieces okay. is, okay. are. What do I say, Rach? Grammar. Each of the pieces are. Are. It's okay, a, thanks. It's plural. It is. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. So obviously we start with the Rook is the PPG building. Uh, we have the Knight is um, uh, Fifth Avenue Place. 
also known as the Highmark Building. Uh, and I, I, again, I took a little bit of liberty here with the bishops. One is the Cathedral Learning, as I mentioned. The other is uh, one Oxford Center because it's one of the biggest you know, buildings sure. in Pittsburgh sure. that had to be there. Um, the King, of course, is the majestic uh, U.S. Steel Building, now UPMC. It's nice to see UPMC and Highmark on the same side. For yeah, the oh, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> There's no negotiations uh, going no, on. No, Notice the UPMC building is just a tad bit taller. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. right. Uh, and then uh, we have uh, Mellon Center is, uh, yeah. is the queen. And then finally, the, the golf building. Uh, it does not light up on, uh, you know, pirate uh, home runs or, or anything, but uh, is, is the pawn of the set. Uh, How about that? This is That's incredible. Super clever. Now, do you get cu- – is this custom – or is this your thought on what you thought it looked like, or are people asking you to specifically do it? No, this was this was my you know my vision, my idea of uh, and I, I over the years, like I said, I would refine the idea. Uh, I figured out what I wanted the pieces made out of, which which pieces, how how tall they should be, uh, which building should be which pieces. So it's you know that's kind of my vision. Talk to us for a minute about the longevity of the game. How has this withstood time? And you know, we yeah. we were talking to Andy Masek, who is the ultimate storyteller, and I could literally go in and play with those toys mm-hmm. because of how he, you know, he he makes them exciting again. Mm-hmm. Who ever thought a slinky was exciting? No one, right? <laughs> but the the longevity of chess, it's just withstood so many other things, and we're living in this digital age where yeah. kids could care less about anything else. <laughs> it, it is, um, you know, chess, is, you know, is is over a thousand years old, um, and actually probably goes back. 17, 1800 years. Um, it has certainly spawned other strategy games. And when you think about, um, you know, strategy in general, war gaming, that type of thing, um, you know, the strategy behind chess is, has started a lot of other, um, you know, people and other games and other, um, um, spinoffs. Spinoffs and, and certainly, you know, it's inspired others to to learn about war gaming game. and things like that, yeah. and so um, it, you know it has absolutely stood the test of time. And um, and even though um, it's, it's actually spawned artificial intelligence now w- in the digital age because of, of all of the the strategy behind it, you know some of the earliest artificial intelligence programs have been around um, trying to. To, to beat a, a human at chess. Is that right? It I is, didn't know that. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. And Carnegie Mellon's been involved in a lot of yeah, that. That's the only right, reason sure. I knew that. How yeah. funny is that? Yeah. Wow. How is it different than che- than checkers? Uh, it's way more complicated. Do you hate that? Look how he laughed. <laughs> he didn't He's just like, say, hey, you different. silly person. He was like, dumb hey, you woman. Silly <laughs> 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 He's like, you were good up until there, sister. <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask it, though. Sure, sure. Okay. So, favorite holiday time i mean favorite holiday gift at this time of year what are you wanting uh what do i want you know what so T- new chess set i have this philosophy well and everybody else should get me <laughs> right yes, there you go uh, so uh i have this philosophy that um i, I don't need things anymore i need yeah. I-, I like experiences okay so for me it's about gifts of experiences um whether that be you know, going out to the theater with friends. Um, um, my wife's parents, we, we, we got them uh, a couple years ago a, a visit to the White House at Christmas. Oh, wow. And so we went down to D.C. and you know, wow. took a, you know overnight trip. 
um, you know, trips in general. Trips, to me, yeah. it's about it's like about the Heinz History like Center. Uh, absolutely, right? come, yeah. Come you have here. to check out the. We exhibit. need to get this in here, and in the meantime, getting other folks in here. The Nauer Brothers is our part of the Nauer Brothers group. Part is, uh, because our, I, I hear a female. So. Right, right. <laughs> so welcome to the podcast. You guys have been sitting in the green room, which is lovely, isn't it? Isn't our green room lovely? Well, and be fair, as you set Brad up, right? We said, "Hey, come on!" In February of 2014, <laughs> yeah. and we Another met one. Melissa a year ago at karaoke, and we're about. To start karaoke again, right next right. week. So, are you judging? yes, we are. We judging. are. Yes. I mean, you certainly have more <laughs> credentials than we do. But thank you so much for the last minute invite and for coming on. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about you have multiple hands in music in this city. How right. how is that working? Explain that to people. Well, I'm going to let him talk. Oh, there you go. Wow. How I'm many yeah. bands are you in, Evan? Probably four or five. Right okay. Now. Okay. Yeah. Do any of them play chess, Evan? Uh, yes. Okay. I know it's not. I know. <laughs> I do I know wish that. I had learned it when I was young. I, right. My brain now. The retention, <laughs> yeah, many, goes away. Too many choices. Talk uh, to us about your bands, Evan. Well, I, let me first say that my brother Buck, my younger brother Buck, was the chess champion of oh, wow. Shaler Township. Nice. And when he was ten years old, he played. Uh, you remember John Cygnus? John yeah, mm-hmm. he played yeah. his son. His son was okay. a great chess Chris? player. I, I I forget. Yeah, he's his name. Maybe you'd yeah. Know him. it was a long yeah. time ago. How about that? <laughs> but um, he's but thinking I'm not old enough to remember John. I can oh, see it. Oh, yeah. you love these young things. <laughs> these references. But yeah, to being it was young. at the uh, the Glenshaw Public Library How about on that? Mount Royal. See, there's always a thread somehow on the entire <laughs> podcast. And <laughs> it helped with his guitar playing. Yeah. It, it, uh, I mean, it helps you to think. Yeah. Um, and it certainly uh, helps you with complicated ideas and yeah, rhythms. Right. And well, like he said, even yeah. kind of segue to the digital era. It's crazy. Look at Brad. Brad mental. just pulled out his iPhone and his square. He's like, I'm selling this guy one right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brad was like, call Buck. Let's yeah. talk. <laughs> well, I, I must you know, admit, I, I really like Brad's <laughs> idea that, a friend. <laughs> that for Christmas, um, having experiences. And yeah. Having, yeah. Um, Isn't that the truth? Being with the people you love. and I'm drowning and stuff. I don't yeah, yeah. It's a true story. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's a point that obviously we are at the Heinz History Center checking out the exhibit because we are in the holiday spirit. And we do want to look to days of old. And if you hear Andy speak about it, you know, we, we come from that generation that you did go to the Kaufman's window and see what, you know, was, was up and coming. And it is no longer. So it is interesting for our generation to kind of go and check it out. But know that, hey, I don't need more stuff. Right. Right. <laughs> But we do have stuff to sell tomorrow at our show. Talk about your show. Yeah. Well, the show the show will be the show will have happened. But tell us about other shows in November. Oh, okay. Uh, I play in a band called ATS. We are a Pittsburgh band. We've been playing since 1985, and um, we're playing um, Friday, December 13th at Howlers in Bloomfield. Yes. And. so that will be our last show for this year. And uh, what has the music scene been like for you? And, you know, I, I've been fortunate enough to be involved in the music scene from my childhood on up because my father was an entertainer and still is. And so I'm used to musicians and how musicians relate. But what have you seen from 1985 yeah. to present? 
And are you sort of seeing it go back to what it was like in 1985? Because I feel like that's where, where we're going, right? Well, I can Local only... Local artists are, are emerging. I can only speak for myself, but uh, the, yeah. the pendulum swings. Yes. And it seems like every two or three years we have good years. Yeah. And, um, and being that we are pretty much just local, um, our touring days are over. Sure. Um, unless somebody wants to pay us a lot of money. But, uh, we'll do Brad, it. the chess guy, we'll wants to it. put you Brad, on a tour. You it's, the, it's, the, yeah. your, uh, it's the Pittsburgh <laughs> chess tour. shows <laughs> again, it seemed that that was big in the early 90s in Pittsburgh, and then it went away. You know, because good point. clubs. Because there were clubs. There was because there were. And yes. There were there were Rosebud, there was a lot more places to play. But house shows are a thing again. You can they open are. up your house. You guys could do this, you know, with we your do. podcast set We absolutely up, right? do. Yeah. yeah. And We're going to have to take you on our fireplace tour. Yeah, you'll have to come with yeah. us. Yeah. To take we literally Brad go too. into people's That'd homes. That'd be awesome. Looks but, right in front of a fireplace. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> but, you know, you back to your fireplace. point, I think that what's happening, at least what we're seeing, and I'm not a big traveler, but... You know, John and I have traveled for work to Nashville and New Orleans. And, you know, there's these little places that everywhere you go, there's a band. or And not bands like we were used to, but little bands in each one that have their own niche. You see that in Pittsburgh again. You know, you're here, hand bones. You know, little places that were these little holes in the wall are now right. becoming these places that people are going. Is that what you're seeing? Well, the Nauer Brothers specializes in those little places. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we and, and we do the Martin Luther King benefit every year. That's right. I remember uh, you talking done, about we that. We used to do it at the Bloomfield Bridge Tavern, but they closed three no. years ago. So we do that at Howler's. We'll be doing that again this year. Okay. And... Um, and these are all places we would have never played in the past. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The south side, unfortunately, we don't go there much at all anymore. Right. Lawrenceville's hopping. Yeah. <laughs> see, and like you said, the pendulum swings. You don't know what neighborhood you're, yeah. is the hot one next, right? <laughs> that, that's right. Yeah. And Evan, now we're brothers. I mean, I'm going to assume that everybody's, or at least mostly the brothers or the brothers own it or are in yeah. charge. But talk to me about uh, the, the group, the now uh, brothers. All right. Group. Well, this particular show that uh, that we're playing tomorrow, I guess this podcast will be. Yeah. The podcast, podcast will come out on Tuesday, but we'll obviously promote it but, today. Yeah. Oh, good. Right. We'll, we'll, sh- we'll send Don't you a video you of the show. We got nice. We got you. Uh, we, yeah. we, we have a, yeah, a very special set with very special musicians playing. Uh, we have uh, Ed Tarzia and Kip Rufel playing with us. Uh, the two other bands on the bill are the Paula Breeze Band with Justin Brown and Tom Emmerling. All local guys. And, yeah. um, so do you know who Paula Breeze is? I don't. Yes, you do. Okay, I do. It's Jen Saffron's boyfriend. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. okay. I was looking at that name, and then I, I got the... the uh, the invite and i was like huh that's who that is that's and that's what i love about pittsburgh too because it's six degrees of separation and somebody can kind of figure out how to jam band right oh Oh, yeah 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 for sure for no doubt you're definitely you're in six degrees so we're we're very merry pittsburgh and we have brad talk about your a a favorite pittsburgh holiday tradition or favorite holiday tradition not necessarily pittsburgh you know uh my favorite's always been thanksgiving Mm. so uh, a lot of people say that i love yeah. yeah, you know, it's just something about the food and the the, the football, the NFL football, yeah. and, and just families coming together. and uh, All the Fs, it, family, you know, food, football. It, 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 exactly right. I didn't know where uh, she was going. Yeah, no, that's uh, 
That's always been my favorite. Yeah. Nice. That's a great nice. one. Nice. How about you guys? Uh, well, holiday traditions? To, to let the, the picture on the cover of Yes, our, uh, we're going to post this picture on the Jagoff blog. Yes. It's the Nauer Brothers. That's and, crazy. Uh, and that is our youngest brother, Buck, who had just been born on Thanksgiving Day. Oh, my. Look at these and, ties. And they need to buy from you. You can see the Christmas tree in the background. Uh, We're already learning how to pose for band photos, <laughs> as you can see. I can. Right. I can. <laughs> All we funny. needed was instruments and songs. Yeah. And we're ready to go. That's funny. And, you know, again, Andy Masick was on, and they're looking for pictures and stories and videos like this that they want thing. you to submit. Submit it, yeah. So, and, and Brad, Thanksgiving, and including... First day of deer season is is uh, represented inside the holiday yeah, big, exhibit. A because big holiday in the Nauer family ends up being the Fourth of July, because we're always together. Oh, okay. We go to Duck, North Carolina, and oh, for nice. like a little beach week, nice. and it's always the week of Fourth of July. So. Yeah. That's, that's a big family so event. There, there, you, there go. you go. All right. We have a question of the day. Question of the day. And you you all have to answer it. And it's always really hard. It's riveting. Okay. 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 So <laughs> in the lines of, I'm dreaming of a blank. What kind of Christmas? Like Andy started singing, I'm dreaming of a wine. Yeah, but we don't I'm want that. Do that. We don't I'm want that. Be, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm dreaming of a Steelers playoff. Oh, yeah. oh Isn't that nice. the truth? Yeah, boy. Yeah. And will we know tonight? No. 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 Okay. I thought, we were cl- I thought there was some kind of wild card possibility. No? Mm. I hmm. already know my answer to this. I'm Good. dreaming that the impeachment is over. <laughs> right. That should be our question right? today. Would you rather hear about impeachment or watch political ads? Cause there, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. It's right. over. I got gotcha. you. Right. Evan? What's funny, when you asked that question, the lady was passing by with a with a pallet full of gifts. Yes. I thought maybe you were going to surprise. <laughs> you thought, oh, yeah. Oprah. You thought this you? was Ellen yeah. DeGeneres, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not that good. I'm dreaming of. Right. right. Yes. Uh, what I am dreaming of is a grand piano oh. for my wife, Melissa. Oh. That would be awesome. That was really good. Okay. And the house. Anyone listening? And and the house to build it around. Evan, you're destroying the curve for the rest of us men at this point. (laughs) No, I got it. Nice. Well, I have a drum kit. Okay. Okay. I don't have a piano, so he's right. (laughs) Where does everybody find out about your bands on uh, the internet? Uh, Yes. Facebook. Facebook, Nauer Brothers, Facebook. Now yeah. okay. Cool, cool. Brad, where does everybody go to buy this unbelievable Pittsburgh chess set? Uh, yeah, steelcitychess.com. Uh, I also have some retailers in the area. Okay. Uh, Carnegie Museum. Uh, visit Pittsburgh at the, their Welcome Center in Fifth Avenue place. Okay. Uh, S.W. Randall, the um, the gift barn at Sorgles, okay, and artifacts in the West End. And who's the winner oh, so far? Because yeah, we want to compete. We want to put this on the Jagoff.com store. So um, who's winning? So actually, Carnegie Museum has sold quite a few. We will beat the pants off of them. <laughs> yeah, it's on. Yeah. Tell them. <laughs> right. So thank you to everybody for being on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you to to Evan and Melissa. Thank you to Brad. Thank you to Santa. Thank you to Andy, Andy Masick and Lauren who came on to tell these unbelievable. Christmas stories, and thank you to Roman for taking pictures, and thank you to Rorick Honda, or actually, hold on before we do that, thank you to Brady and the gang here at the Heinz History Yeah, Center. we're actually calling always. this a very Brady holiday, Merry Merry. <laughs> 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 right. As always, thanks to Rorick Honda, because Rorick Honda is all about family. In fact, 
Rorick wants you to test drive the ultimate family vehicle, the Odyssey, with the Black Friday contest. Let the Jagoffs and Rorick drive you to your shopping destination while you prepare for the holiday season. After all, isn't that what family's all about? Rorick treats you like family, wants you to drive the ultimate family car, and shop for the whole family on Black Friday with us. With us. Check out yourjagoff.com for details as to how to submit your entry. And, of course, as always, check Rorick.com. Down. I'm 